church. Hello, it's good to have you here. Welcome to Harvest Time. Thank you so much for being willing to come here in person. Those of you that are online, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Hey, drop a hello in the messages and let us know where you're watching from. And uh, we're glad each and every one of you are here. If you're visiting for the very first time, we have a gift for you back at our Welcome Center. We encourage you to stop by there and, uh, and pick that up. My name is Jason. I'm one of the pastors here at Harvest Time, and we're just so glad each one of you are here. Would you do us a favor? Be a digital missionary uh, and take out your phone and share this, uh, uh, this broadcast on your favorite social media. Text somebody, let them know that it's going on, and they can watch it on YouTube, Facebook, or on our, uh, on our website, I guess it would be. Yeah. Um, and we would love for them to be able to join in with us. So, uh, again, thank you so much for being willing to come. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to worship you, to gather here in this place, to gather online, and thank you that God is, wherever we're gathered, you're right there in our midst. Thank you that you have promised to allow your presence to go with us, and we thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit, and we ask that we might be able to worship you in spirit and truth today knowing that your son Jesus alone is worthy of praise and honor and glory. So help us to worship him and him alone today. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, let's stand. Let's worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We're going to praise God from whom all blessings flow. If you are blessed this morning, he's the source. Amen. Praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit now with us. Every moment, all our days, God be praised, oh God be we 
I know it's time change Sunday, but we're going to still have the joy of the Lord. Amen. Because he is good. All right, let's see. Though the tears may fall, my song will rise. My song will rise to you. Though my heart may fail, my song will rise. My song will rise to you. While there's breath in my
good and there's no one like our God amen and Jesus Christ his only begotten son there's no one like him there's no under name under heaven by which we can be saved he is it and he is worthy of your honor today Jesus there's no one like you
sing that truth. All we have. no one like you. We worship you today because of that fact. We honor you. We give you praise. And I pray that we will remember that you are worth, yes, our voices of worship, but more so, you are worth our life. The gift you have given through the power of your Holy Spirit, your, your presence in our life, the eternal life that you've secured for us through, your, through your, your sacrifice are all worthy of us honoring you with everything that's in us. So have your way in us today. Speak to us through your word. Speak to us through Pastor Jason. I mean, each one of us leave here knowing you more. Jesus, there's no one like you. We honor you. In your name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Thank you so much for singing. You guys can have a seat. There is no one like Jesus, amen. Jesus alone is able to transform your life. Jesus alone is able to give you life, give it to you eternal and uh, his desire is to transform, his desire is to use your life uh, to further his kingdom and to glorify and honor him. And he has gifted you, he has given you talents, abilities that he wants to use. And uh, the question is whether or not we'll let him. The question is whether or not we'll say yes to him and, and, uh, and learn that we need to love him, learn that we need to glorify him. And we can do that in our life every day, everywhere as we go, be the church every day, everywhere. And, uh, and you let God use us in powerful and mighty ways that are beyond what we can even begin to think or imagine. Jesus alone is worthy of praise. 
He alone is the one that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Uh, that is a promise that is going to happen. And here's the deal. I want to do that now. I, I don't want to wait for some day. I want to do that now. I want to kneel before the Lord, Savior, my Jesus, and say, I love you. I want to serve you. I surrender my life to you. Here it is. Use me however you see fit, wherever you see fit. And let me be one that just says, yes, Lord, I, I want to follow you. And uh, as we do that, we're living on mission for him, no matter where we're at, no matter what we're doing. And uh, I know that we provide many opportunities for you to do that, to exercise that giftedness that you have, to exercise those abilities that you have. And uh, you can look in our bulletin. If you're online, you can look online and see it. Uh, and there's lots of different ways that you can get involved, lots of different things that you can be a part of. And uh, we encourage you to get involved. One of those things is the sharing and caring giveaway that's coming up in May, uh, May 12th through the 14th. We're going to be having an event where we're going to be giving stuff away to the community um, and specifically to those who are in need. And, uh, and so we're encouraging you to bring stuff. Um, don't bring junk. All right. This, this, uh, this, uh, this idea of one man's junk is another man's treasure um, that's nowhere in the Bible, all right? So don't bring junk. If it's not good for you, don't, don't be like, oh, this would be good for somebody else. No, it's not. Throw it in the garbage. Get rid of it. That's, that's why I got, there's recycle. That's why there's all kinds of other ways you can get rid of stuff, not this, all right? Uh, but if there's stuff that is in really good shape that you're like, you know what? I, that's been sitting in my closet for a year. My, my friend, it's time to empty the closet, uh, and, and, uh, and if you got some things like that, bring them. Uh, we want to encourage you to do that. Uh, but again, don't bring your junk, all right? Don't do that. Um, bring uh, good stuff that is going to, again, this is an opportunity for us to share with our community the love of Christ, and uh, we don't want to share the junk, right? We want to share good stuff. And, uh, and so um, we encourage you to do that, be a part of that. You can drop it off at the Family Life Center at the garage door, um, that is the gym next door, and uh, we encourage you to be a part of that. The other thing is they still need more boxes, so uh, you can bring more uh, boxes if you have those at home uh, a as well. Hey, men, this Thursday, uh, we're having a fellowship uh, together, just men, uh, 18 years and older. Uh, we're going to eat. We're going to have some fellowship. We're going to have some fun. Uh, it starts at 4 o'clock, goes till it's dark. Come anytime you want. Um, and uh, we're going to be, uh, I, I think one of the things we're doing is shooting clay pigeons and, and other stuff like that. So if you've never fired a gun and you want to come and fire a gun, uh, there's going to be people there that will help you be able to figure that out. Um, and uh, if not, you just listen to it or whatever. But we're going to eat uh, some wild game and just have a good time. And so, men, we encourage you to come be a part of that. It is in Amboy. Uh, the address is uh, 1644 Winding Road. Uh, winding Road in Amboy, and we encourage you men to come be a part of that uh, and uh, just going to have a lot of fun together. Starting point is starting up next week. Those of you that are like, hey, what's Harvest Time all about? I want to know more about what it means to get involved. I want to know more about what this church is all about. Uh, I, I've been coming here for a long, long time, or I've just started coming, um, but I want to get involved. Um, we encourage you to go to Starting Point and be a part of that. It'll be uh, next door in uh, the office's boardroom, and uh, I'll be uh, the one leading that, and uh, just love to be able to connect with you um, and be able to be a part of that. That's at 930, so you all got to get up a little bit earlier and come earlier for that.
Um, and uh, don't give me this time change stuff. And boo-hoo, wah, wah, wah. Uh, I, I was up at 5 a.m., which was 4 a.m. yesterday uh, to get here on time. So, you know, just don't, don't cry me a river, all right? Um, you guys can get here early. Uh, and then the other thing, too, is if you get here early, stop by the cafe. Per, you know, drink coffee, provide hope. Uh, it is an awesome way to uh, provide uh, hope and ministry uh, all around the world. And so we encourage you to stop by the cafe and uh, come early um, and, uh, and be a part of that uh, as well. Um, funeral dinner ministry, we are getting that uh, rebooted and going again. And if you're willing to be a part of that, whether as a server or as a uh, provider of food or both, uh, we ask you please to sign up. Even if you already had signed up before, um, it, please get signed up again. The sign-up sheets are over at the Providing Hope Cafe, which is next door in the Family Life Center. And uh, we encourage you to get signed up, be a part of that uh, ministry team. It is an awesome way uh, to really show the love of Christ in our community. Um, 95% of the funerals that we uh, do are for those in our community, not connected to our church. And, uh, and we really do um, see amazing fruit as a result of that. And uh, ask that you guys be praying about how you can be involved and then get involved. The other thing is to come on Wednesday nights and pray with us. Every Wednesday, we pray together in the fellowship hall, door number two, uh, and uh, that's at 6.30, and uh, we encourage you to come and pray together uh, with us. Nobody's going to force you to pray out loud. I'm not going to call on you and, and, and be like, hey, Alan, I want you to pray. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Um, we just encourage you to come and pray, and uh, we do pray in groups. We do pray as individuals. We pray for uh, our community, we pray for our church, we pray for our nation, we pray for the world, uh, and we pray for each other. And so we encourage you to come and pray with us on Wednesdays. I want to give you some names of people to be praying for, if you would. Write these down. I know I'm going to be speaking them fast, but uh, the beauty of technology is this is being recorded, and you can go back and watch it again. Um, so, or you can come up to me afterwards and ask. Uh, Treva Froling and Mona Delgado, both uh, in different, different uh, instances, fell, broke their hips, and both of them had to have hip replacement done. And uh, ask you guys to be praying for Treva and for Mona. Both are doing well, um, but have a long road uh, to recovery. Penny Galantine, Terry and Penny Galantine, uh, come normally to our first service. Penny was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, on Tuesday is having surgery um, down in Peoria. Ask you guys to be praying for uh, Terry and Penny uh, Galantine. Mary Jean Derberry, uh, her father passed away. Ask you guys to be praying for Mary Jean. She also normally attends first service. Shirley O'Neill, uh, her husband David, uh, passed away. Ask you guys to be praying for Shirley and lifting her up before the Lord as well. One of our uh, men that's online, watches online faithfully, his name's Larry. Um, his uncle, Jerry, is uh, in the last stages of his life. Ask you guys to be praying for Jerry and for uh, their family. And then Wendy Boyer also asked for prayer for her aunt, uh, Gladys, if you would be lifting them up uh, before the Lord as well. Continue to pray for Ukraine, pray for people uh, in Ukraine, pray for uh, missionaries, uh, many, many organizations that are on the ground helping refugees in Poland and Romania and other countries. Ask you guys to be praying for them, lifting them up. Um, and I just, I'm going to say this to you. I know uh, an organization that we've partnered with many, many times, another child foundation. They are right now on the ground in Romania 
uh, doing work with refugees from Ukraine. Um, I was just asked and, uh, and wanted to make sure you guys knew, if you feel like God is leading you to go there, um, to that area, and do ministry, um, I can make that happen for you. And so uh, if you would, um, if you want to do that, and you really feel like God is saying, yes, I, need, I want you to go over there, um, then I, I want to encourage you to come talk to me about it, and we will make it happen um, and get you over there and uh, allow you to be a part of what's going on um, being really the hands and feet of Christ right there. But obviously there's ways that you can give too. Lots of organizations, Samaritan's Purse is on the ground there. Uh, another Child Foundation is on the ground there. There's so many others and uh, ask you to be praying for them. I know too that, uh, for, for example, the Bulfers, not the Bulfers, um, I just went blank. Uh, anyway, a family in our church, sorry, they have two families that are, that are missionaries in Ukraine that are there, that have been dislocated. Actually, one of them lost their entire uh, everything um, when their apartment building was bombed, and uh, so they have lost everything, but they are wanting to get back into the country and uh, serve, and so if you guys would, be praying for and lifting up these families before uh, the Lord. Hey, it's your opportunity. We, we always take a moment in the service and uh, kind of dare you and ask you to ask God to speak to your heart. So if you're willing, would you take a moment just quietly in this moment? It's going to get quiet in here. It's going to feel a little awkward. But just if you would, um, spend a second and just ask God to speak to your heart. Father, thank you. Thank you that you've told us to bring our request to you, to ask you. Ask and it will be given. Seek, we will find. Thank you that you are the one true living God who's not hidden from us. Who's not somehow trying to stay away from us. But thank you that you're the one true living God who longs to be in relationship with us, who has made himself able to be in relationship with us through your son Jesus. That Jesus took on flesh and he died on a cross and he rose again and is alive today so that we can live, so that we can have everlasting life. And thank you that because of him we can have a relationship with you and that we can know that, Lord, whatever's happening in our life, you've got it. You're in control. And we can trust you. And we can know that even in this moment, when we stop and we say, God, speak to our heart, that that's exactly what you want to do. So, Lord, in this moment, in this time, would you quiet our minds? Would you help us to focus on Jesus? Would you help us to be willing to be open to your word? To let you speak in our life. And God, then that we would not be satisfied with just hearing from you, but Lord, that we would want to put that into action. Not, not because we have to, not, not because anybody's forcing us to, but just because we want to. We want to demonstrate love back to you. We want to glorify you. So God, in this moment, 
as you speak to our hearts, change us, transform us, draw us near you. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your son, Jesus. It's in his name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you would, take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. Was it about three years ago that I was listening to a podcast? And uh, it was a, uh, a church leader's podcast, and I was listening to a story being told about a church who really wanted to do something about it. They were wanting to serve people, wanting to be used by God to be the hands and feet of Christ to people. And, and so they were telling a story about a, a boy named Ethan who was seven years old, and uh, his parents, they wanted to throw him a birthday party. And uh, as they were planning for the party, they sent out uh, invitations, and, uh, and, and something happened. None of those invitations were returned with an RSVP. Nobody RSVP'd to come to Ethan's party. And so the parents decided that the best thing would be to cancel and to not have the party. And when they were asked why, Dad said, we're sad, but we're not surprised. See, our son has autism, and he really struggles to be able to communicate. He really struggles to have relationships with other people. And so, yes, we're sad, but we're not surprised. To Ethan, like one out of every 59 children in the United States has a neurobiological disorder that makes it very, very difficult for him to communicate. It makes it very, very difficult for him to interact socially with his peers. And if you can imagine being seven years old and not able to communicate and not being able to have social interaction with other kids. What it means for you is no friends. No friends. And so the parents were sharing this, and one of the church leaders and it got, got a hold of this information, and, and just when everybody thought, you know what, this is the end of the story, this is, it's kind of like Paul Harvey, here's the rest of the story, right? God stepped up because the church stepped up. And one of the leaders of the special needs ministry of the church heard about it, and she went into action, began calling volunteers, and they came, and they decorated, and, and some of them went out and bought presents, and they were going to do everything they could to throw Ethan the most amazing party ever. So the day came, and Ethan walked into the church, and people began clapping and people were blowing the gazoos, and they were, there were balloons and confetti and just craziness everywhere. And Ethan had the time of his life. Parents. Parents talked about, posted and reposted and put all kinds of things out there saying, wow, why wouldn't anyone want to be a part of something like that? Thank you for showing us the love of Jesus. As I heard that story, as I re-listened, because oftentimes that's the, that's the thing that I do with podcasts, and that's the beauty of a podcast is you can re-listen to it over and over, and I would continue to do that. Go, God, what is it about this? What is it that, that you're wanting me to do? Because I really felt like God was entrusting on my heart, was burning on my heart, 
a passion for something that I wasn't sure what what is it that you want me to do? What is it that you want me to be about in relationship to this kind of ministry? Is it, is it something that you want me to be doing for kids and their families that struggle, that, that have these special needs? Is it something that, that you want us to be a part of as a church? And so I began to just pray and say, God, what is it that you want us to do? And I remember three years ago beginning praying that, and, and God started bringing across my path, people who had uh, a, a burden, a, a passion for kids with special needs, for families that were being impacted by that, and, and they wanted to do something about it. And so I remember just before COVID, we got together and, and started to ask that question, okay, God, what do you want us to do? And, and a bunch of people came together, and we had a really amazing meeting, and then COVID hit. And over the last two years, it's been on pause. But the beauty is, is that God has been in that time continuing to work on the hearts of people. And more and more people have been coming here to this church and have been coming across my path. And we've been having all kinds of conversations about what does it mean to have a ministry that focuses on kids with special needs and on their families. And what can we do? What can we be a part of? And and, uh, and God has continued to work that out. He's used verses like Proverbs 31, verse 8. Speak up. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. What God has been doing is over the past three years, He's been cementing in my heart and in the heart of several other people in this congregation this truth. And it's this, we believe that it's our privilege and passion to serve children with a wide variety of special needs, including autism, Asperger's, Down syndrome, ADHD, Kabuki, and a whole bunch more. We we don't see these children as disabled or dysfunctional. Rather, we believe each one is uniquely crafted in the image of of a loving God and should be celebrated, celebrated for their God-given gifts and abilities, not defined by their limitations. Celebrated for their God-given gifts and abilities, not defined by their limitations. What an incredible opportunity we have. Incredible opportunity we have, and it's huge. The more I dive into it, the more I look into things that and talk to people, it is a ministry that could be, I mean, just blow us away in what it could do. A bridge into our community. When we talk about reaching those who do not have a church home, that do not know the Lord, when we talk about that 64% that are out there in the Sauk Valley that don't know Jesus, don't have a church home, many of them are families They have kids that have special needs, and they just don't feel like they belong. I actually heard families say that. Thinking that can't be the way it should be. We've got to do something about that. And so this morning, I want to talk about why. Why should we do something about that? Why, Why should we have a ministry specifically toward 
kids with special needs and their families? Why, why should we do that? And here's the simple answer. Because Jesus did. Because Jesus did and because he calls us to do that in our lives. Do you realize when you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, just the four Gospels, that over two-thirds of the times where Jesus performs a miracle, two-thirds of those miracles have to do with someone that has special needs. Two-thirds. And many of them are not just adults, but are kids. Kids that Jesus goes to and he meets them at their need and he impacts their life. And I want to give you just, here's a few passages, write these down. I'm going to give them to you fast, so you might have to go back and watch this over again, but here they are. Mark chapter 2, Mark chapter 2, Mark chapter 3, Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 10, and Luke chapter 9. Those are just a few of the examples of Jesus ministering to those who have special needs. And the beauty is, is that if Jesus, if that's so close to the heart of Jesus, and he spends two-thirds of his ministry time ministering to, the, to those individuals, do you not think that it's important for us to do the same? thing is, in Matthew chapter 19, Matthew chapter 19, Jesus is having a discussion about the family. Just a side caveat, do you know Jesus, God is the maker and foundation and former of the family. He's the one who has put the family together. Do you know that the family predates the church? The family predates government. The family predates everything. Why? Because at the very heart of God is family. Why do you think so often throughout the word of God, he calls us his children? My little children, my children. Over and over and over again, he calls us sons and daughters of the most high God. It matters to God. Kids matter to God. You and I as his kids matter to him. And the family is what God created. He even calls us as brothers and sisters in Christ, the family of God. And yes, sometimes we treat each other like family, don't we? Which is good and bad. Right? It's good and bad. And, and you know what the truth is? Is that if you're looking for a perfect church, you'll never find it. Why? Because you're in it. Just being honest. I'm in it. And I'm not perfect. But here's the thing. We don't serve people. We serve God. And as we go out and serve people, we're serving God. And God is perfect. God is not messed up when he created the family. When he's created children, there's not been a child born. There's never been a child conceived that God went, hmm, that's a, that, I messed up right there. Now, now, do we make bad choices as, as, after we're born? Hello? Anybody? You ever made a bad choice? 
You ever made a life decision that, that took you down a road you wish you hadn't gone? Is that God's fault? No. That's on you. That's on you. God loves you. He didn't mess you up. You messed you up. I'm just saying. But he still loves you. Isn't that? Here's the beauty of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God is, even though you mess you up, he still loves you. <laughs> he still loves you. He still cares deeply for you. He still thinks you're the, all that in a bag of chips, willing to die on a cross for you and rise again, no matter what you've done. Your worth is not based on what you've done or not done. It's based on what he's done. And he loves you. And he cares deeply for you. So Jesus ministers to people, specifically, especially to people with special needs. And check this out. In the middle of this chapter where he's talking about the family, and then at the end of the chapter where he's talking about how do I make heaven my home, and he's talking about this with a rich young ruler who's wanting to, to give wanting to, to get into heaven, but he's trying to earn his way into heaven, and that's not how it's going to work. It's through Jesus and Jesus alone. Right smack dab in the middle of that is verse 13. It seems like a really awkward place. Check this out. Then children were brought to him, who's him? That's Jesus, that he might lay his hands on them and pray. One of the great blessings of the Jewish faith, one of the great blessings of this time was that parents would bring their kids to a rabbi to have them pray a prayer of blessing on their kids' lives. A prayer of dedicating their kids to the Lord. And this was a massive, massive and very important time in their lives. And they were bringing their children to Jesus in order for Jesus to lay his hands on them and to bless them. And to, to, to really commit them to the Lord. Notice what's happening. The children are brought to him. He, they want them, him to lay hands on them and pray. And check out the disciples. These are the guys that have been spending time with Jesus. The guys who have been closest to Jesus. Check out what they do. The disciples rebuked the people. In other words, what they were saying to them was, hey, Jesus has more important stuff to do than be with your kids. He has more important things to talk about than, than being a blessing to your kids. He has more important stuff to do than, than hanging out with your kids. Now, just like an adult, we, 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 we make faith so complicated. We make following Jesus so complicated because we think we've got to add in all of this stuff and we think we get to define what's important to God. This is not where the story ends. Check it out. Verse 14. But Jesus. <laughs> I love that. that. Those two words together all throughout Scripture. But Jesus. But God. See, God is the one that gets to define what's important. God is the one who gets to define, hey, this is vital to me. This is important to me. This is what you need to be all about. Yes, we've just been having a really great discussion, but guys, these parents have brought their kids to me, and check out what he does, but Jesus said, let the children come to me. 
You want to talk about what's important? Here's what's important, guys. You followers of mine, the kids coming to me is most important. Not your issues, not all your problems, the kids coming to me. Let the children come to me. And notice what he says, do not hinder them. Do not hinder them. That, that word hinder means to prevent, means to withhold, means to deny, means to refuse them to come to Jesus. Hmm. I, I would hate to be the one who stands in the way of kids coming Jesus is like, let the kids come. You know what? Probably these kids were acting like kids. You know what I'm talking about? Kids act like kids. You were a kid? Some of y'all are like, whoa, that was so long ago, I can't even think back to that. Just look at your grandson, your granddaughter. That's probably a spitting image of you. Kids will be kids. They probably were going a little crazy, doing a little whatever. Jesus is like, mm, just let them come. Let them come. Don't hinder them. Don't stop them. Don't refuse them. Don't keep, don't build up a wall so that they can't come to me. Don't, don't, don't do that. The most important thing is these kids. And you know what? What's interesting is, is that statistically speaking, do you know that that out of everyone that comes to know Jesus as their Savior and put their faith and trust in Jesus, do you know that 75% of those who, who begin a relationship with Christ begin it before age 18? Three quarters of all y'all in this world that we live in come to know Jesus before age 18. And check this out. Out of that group, 94% come to know Jesus before age 14. What does that mean? That means after age 18, the chances or the percentages of us putting our faith and trust in Christ drops off dramatically. It's not impossible. Nothing's impossible with God. Yeah, shoot, I've seen God change 90-year-olds. Don't, 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 no, nothing's impossible with God. But, it sure shows the value of what we need to place our importance on, and that's kids. Kids. Kids matter to God. Matter to God. Let them come. Do not build walls. Tear those walls down. For such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and went away. Jesus loves kids. All kids. Not just some kids, not just kids of a certain feather. He loves all kids. All kids and their goofiness and their weirdness and whatever. And guess what? Here's the thing. I always tell kids, when I was a youth pastor, I always tell people, um, you know what? You're weird. And, and the sooner that you grab hold of the fact that you're weird, the sooner and the better off you're going to be. I mean, seriously, every single one of us are weird. We do weird stuff. We act weird. We look weird. We are weird. There is, I'm, I'm not joking. Like, Amanda, do you remember me saying that? 
Yeah, all the time, because we are. Now, are there some that are a little more weird than others? Yes, but, the, but God still loves us, amen? And he doesn't make a mistake. He loves us, and he wants us to come to him. And here's the thing. What are we doing to help that? All kids. All kids. Not just some. Not just those that get it. Not just those that are quiet. Not just those that behave in church. Not just those that whatever. I mean, I've actually literally heard, and, 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 and heaven forbid that it ever happened here, but that, that there are churches that actually ask people with kids who are being rambunctious, being kids, to get up and walk out of the service. Get, please leave your being a disruption to other people around you. Oh, my word. If, mm, that is messed up. That is messed up. Y'all want to bring your kids in here and they start running around? Like, no, that's probably not ideal. But if it happens, it happens. And I got five kids, like, trying to keep them. Some of y'all are, as adults, trying to keep you in a seat by, for this long. It's hard enough. Man, alive. This morning, the, 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 uh, the, the clock back there still said at, at 9 o'clock, it said 7.53. I was like, oh, sweet. I got an hour and 10 minutes still to go. Man, there was adults like, what? Oh, no. Freaking out. Can you imagine being a kid? Like their attention span is less than 20 minutes. Maybe five, get down to real brass tacks with kids, but whatever. We still, Jesus still is like, come to me. Let them come. Let them come. So what are we going to do? Are we going to build up walls, or are we going to tear down walls and build bridges? That's what Jesus did. Later on, Jesus says, there's, he's given the, the parable of the wedding feast, the talk of the wedding feast, and he says, go out into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. Go out, build a bridge to them, and compel them to come in. Compel them to come in. One of the things that I've loved about Harvest Time is all the way from its beginning, 1981, Dallas and Jane, when they started the church along with a whole bunch of other people, one of the very first things that they did was they began a kids' ministry. Why? Because of the vital importance of the kids coming to know. Right alongside of that, they would go out and they would bus kids in. They would literally had buses, like those old school buses, right? Like, that. I, man, I heard some horror stories about some of those. And they would go out and they would pick up kids all over this community and bring them in here. And they started taking those buses, and they, they would convert them into a, a wheelchair bus, and they would go out to Winning Wheels and Strive and some of those places and bring in folks that were in wheelchairs, and they would, they would be, y'all, some of y'all, how many remember Lester? Y'all remember Lester? Man, Lester was awesome. Would there be times where Lester would be like, you know, right in the middle of something just, hallelujah! Like, I mean, it made no sense, but it didn't matter. Everybody's like, that is awesome! Thank you, Lester. That's the most alive thing anybody's done on the entire service. He brought life into this place. And, and that's what I'm talking about is, 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 is that foundation that was laid for us is a foundation that we need to continue to build on. We want to do that. Believe that that's what God is directing us to do. And so, how can you get involved? Number one, here's how you can get involved. You need to pray. Would you please pray? If you do nothing else, pray. Pray and ask God, God, what 
do you want me to do? What do you want us to do as a church? How can we impact the lives of kids with special needs in their families? Today at 4.30, today at 4.30 in the Fellowship Hall, we're going to have a let's taco about special needs. And yes, I'm just, I stole that from my wife. That's my wife's thing, and uh, I stole that from her. I'm not, I'm unashamedly going to tell you that we are going to have tacos, um, and uh, we're going to eat, but we're going to talk about uh, special needs ministry at 4.30 today in the Fellowship Hall. And so if you are able to come and be a part of that, we would love for you to do that. Just because you can't come today doesn't mean you can't get involved, but you need to be 15 years of age or older in order, if you would, to come to that meeting and uh, to get, to get uh, really to hear about what, what direction God is taking us and, uh, and how you can potentially get involved. And again, that'll be in the fellowship hall. That's door number two at 4.30 today. So if you feel like God is tugging at your heartstrings, I asked you earlier to pray about God speaking to your heart. And if that's what he's tugging on your heart to do, then I, can, I, can, can I encourage you? Do it. Do it. Those of you that, I'm specifically thinking of those of you that are just pew warmers right now, um, you're warming up the seat that you're sitting in, and that's about the extent of what you do. Do you know the Bible never calls you to do that? It doesn't call you to do that. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for coming. But this is not enough. God calls you to do something about it. God calls you to get involved. Get out of your seat and get off the bench and get into the game. We used to have a, a gentleman here, Rich Wessels, who would always say to me, put me in, coach. Just put me in, coach. Whatever you want me to do, put me in. That's what I'm talking about. Get off the bench. Get in to the game. Maybe this is that place for you to get involved. You say, yeah, I'm not sure. Listen, just come. Is it going to be outside your comfort zone? Welcome to following Jesus. Um, it is going to be outside your comfort zone, yes. But can God equip you to do what he calls you to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then two questions that I want you to think about in your life personally. Here's what I believe. You need to be living this out in your life personally. You can do this. Not, it doesn't have to be a part of a program. It can be just you doing this on your own, you and your family doing this. But number one, what am I doing to help kids come to Christ? What am I doing? You need to identify, what am I doing to help kids come to Christ? I'm not talking about just kids with special needs. I'm talking about all kids. That's God's heart. What are you doing to help kids come to know Christ? Then number two, what am I doing to see and care for kids and their families with special needs? Are you even, are you even willing to see that there are families around you, families that maybe you even know, that could use a little extra help, could use a little extra hand, could use you praying, could use you saying, you know what, I'll, I'll sit in and watch your kids. You go to the grocery store for whatever. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what it is. I don't know what God's going to tell you to do, but are you willing to see and care for kids and their families with special needs? So I asked you earlier, I asked you to pray and ask God to speak to your heart. Here's, here's the big question. What did he teach? about today. Maybe you need to write it down. I don't know about y'all, but I know for me, if I 
something pops in this brain, and I don't write it down, man, it's gone. Anybody else like that? Or am I just, just the only one that's, okay. Thanks, thanks, y'all, for raising your hands. Uh, nobody else raised their hand. That's cool. Uh, so what, what did God say to you? And then, number t- and then the second part of that is, are you willing to share it with somebody? Tell somebody about it. What does that do? It cements it in your heart. It helps you to articulate it to somebody else and, and cements that in your heart. And if you need some help with that, I would love for you to share it with me. Share it with me. My number is going to be on the wall. Love for you to share that with me. Again, if you call and I, your number is not in my phone, I will probably let it go to voicemail. Don't take it personally. All right? Seriously. Like, I, I have literally gotten calls from myself about my car warranty. Anybody else in here have that happen? That is messed up. So no, I just let it go to voicemail, all right? Do not take it personally. I will do my best to call you back, all right? Um, but if you'd like, you can share it with me. Hey, will you bow your head close your eyes? I don't know what God is speaking to you about. I don't know what he's saying to you. But here's what I do know. God speaks. And he wants you to listen. He wants you to obey. Why? Because it's what's best. That's what God's into, is giving you what's best. So, are you willing? If you're here today and, and you're saying, you know what, I'm willing, but I really don't know Jesus. My friend, that's where you got to start. If you don't know Jesus, that's where you got to start. Put your faith and trust in Jesus. It's not some magical prayer. It's not, not, and there's nothing crazy that you got to do. It's just talk to God. The Bible says really clearly that if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. What does that mean, confess our sin? That means agree with God that we're a sinner in need. Need of what? Need of a Savior. Who's that? That's Jesus. Jesus died. He rose again so that you can have freedom from sin, forgiveness from sin, and a life with him. Relationship. I'm not talking about religion. Get religion. Religion won't save anybody. This church is not going to save a single soul. Jesus is the only one that can do that with. Only one. So, my friend, if you don't know Jesus, right now is that, that time. Faith and trust in Jesus. You do, and he's tugging on your heartstrings to get involved in one way or another. Will you do it? God, thanks. Thanks that you love us. That you died, rose again. Give us life. God, help us to be willing to use that life for you. Glorified to honor you for your Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, let's stand. Let's sing.
suffering, joy beyond the tears, peace in every tragedy, love that conquers fears. I have found redemption in the blood of Christ. My body might be dying, but I
Sing that chorus one last time now. There is hope beyond the suffering, joy beyond the tears, peace in every tragedy, love that conquers fear. I have found redemption in the blood of Christ. My body might be dying, but I'll that brings you hope today. That's where our hope lies. Amen? Amen. You guys can have a seat. Please turn your attention to the screens for today's announcements. Hi, everyone. Reagan here, and I am standing in the funeral dinner ministry. Um, that has just recently started back up. And we've got people here serving those who are going through grieving. There's a funeral today. As you know, funerals kind of happen last minute. And these people are on call. And anytime there is a need in the community to serve food, they're here and they prepare it every single time. I'm here with Cindy and Mary and they uh, serve on the funeral ministry. Um, so why do you guys think this ministry is needed? because so many families are hurting and this is our way to show God's love to people in the community. What does God do through this ministry? Well, it blesses me and us as we're serving and hopefully it blesses the families. And then if anybody wanted to volunteer at, on this team, who would they talk to? The Carol Hazel or Pastor Jason. Okay, all right, so if you wanna join this ministry, please talk to PJ, he'll get you set up here. If you're looking for other ways to plug into Harvest Time, here are just a few. There is a new special needs ministry opening up here at Harvest Time called Mayfire, and we need your help. We are looking for volunteers with a heart to serve the special needs community. There is a taco lunch meeting here at the Fellowship Hall at 4.30 today. Let's taco about Mayfire. Thursday, March 17th, Harvest Time is having a men's night. That's a night where men are gonna gather in a cabin in the woods and do man stuff. There's skeet shooting, there's a wild game dinner, and of course, there is fellowship with the other men at Harvest Time. If you are interested, please go see John Haas for more details. The Harvest Time Care Ministry is looking to start up soon. The care ministry is looking for people with a heart to come alongside those in crisis or some other hardship in life. If you have been feeling the need to do something about it and disciple somebody, there's an informational meeting March 20th at 4.30 in the fellowship hall. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for all the opportunities we have to gather, grow, give, and go. I thank you for the uh, the special people in this funeral ministry who have been preparing food for those who are grieving. Uh, and I thank you for your Holy Spirit who talks to each and every one of us throughout the rest of the week. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. That's all for now. And don't forget, you are loved. You are loved. We're thankful that you guys chose to be with us today to continue to worship the Lord with gladness, not just here, but in the community every day, okay? We love you. Have a great week. You're dismissed.